punch key. Punch key. I got to get oh. a punch key today. Today's punch key day. I had no idea. That caught me completely by surprise. Yeah, I did. Me too. Punch keys. Well, I think I'm going to look too. Hi V should have them. Give it a shot. All good. All right. Hey, are we ready to rock? <laughs> you bet. You bet. We got a great intro. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, nice. We're here. Little little preview. Good. All good. (laughs) It took me a while. I've been working on that this morning. You know. Wahoo. Wahoo. Yeah. Yep. It's it's not easy to do. That's going to come up later. Hey, hey, it's the bro show and and everybody's here. I'm so happy. Yep. Oh, boy. You happy, John? I'm so good, too. I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. My name's Jerry and and, and your name name is... John. There you go, John. Hey, yeah, yeah John. we are the bros. We're 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 the, we're them Daniel boys, and uh, we are here uh, for our weekly podcast, the Bro Show. Uh, you can find us at www.bro.show, and if you haven't mm-hmm. subscribed, subscribe. What the hell? We go don't for it. it. Yeah, well, it's no money. It's no hassle. You're only going to hear from us once a week when a show drops, and, right. and that's it. Show drops right after cartoons. And cereal in the morning on Saturday, so yeah, perfect, perfect. Hey John, what what's up, buddy? Hey, I, I got a. Uh, I decided to today to wear my uh, season of the werewolf, uh, the bro show T-shirt. So that's oh. what I got on. Oh, but you know, you're the one who has that. I don't have one of those. Yeah, you know, this is a this is a firm feel. This is not what you call a soft feel. This is no. a shirt that you're going to wear when you it's a little cold outside. And you say, you know what? I want something with a little more body to it. And well, when the, so moon I, is, when the moon is full and the wolfbane blooms. Yep. That's a good shirt to have on, in my opinion. Right. And this has got the, uh, the, 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 the good old werewolf with uh, riding on a motorcycle. Season of the Werewolf, the Bro Show, www.bro.show. Oh, that's what excellent. Are you, are you got anything on? Yeah, Top I do. Up. I'm wearing clothes. Uh, I'm fully clothed, in fact, top and bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, in addition to that, I am wearing the, my brother's okay. My brother's <gasps> doing fine. My brother's doing fine. That's yeah. an oldie but goodie. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I figure if, you, if you're doing fine, then I'll do fine. Sounds good. I think it's a winner. I think it is. Hey, so a uh, couple things here. The next full moon. Have you checked that out, John? No, I'm, I actually think it's a little early. I know that you've mentioned that it's coming up in the next week or two, so I figure that probably in the next few days I'll give it a gander and see what's going on. Well, it's uh, it's going to be in thirteen days. Okay. Yeah, I could I can wait a little bit. Yeah. Before checking yeah. it out. Yeah, it's going to be on the twenty fourth of February. So, okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you want to prepare yourself. Some people will, will feel the need to have a little wolf's chili uh, right about now. Yeah. We're at the halfway point, John. We're about at the halfway point. So, oh, I'm, I just, I wolfed all mine down already. 
I've still got some, you know, and I'm kind of doing it in support of werewolves everywhere that they can. This is a season of the werewolf. So, yeah. Wow. Showing my support. You know, they don't have an easy life. Yeah. Speaking of support, what about a sponsor? We got a sponsor. Uh, Our sponsor is the Animal Legal Defense Fund. And the mission of this 501c3 nonprofit organization is to protect the lives and advance the interests of animals through the legal system. And how do they handle this? How do they make it happen? They file high-impact lawsuits to protect those critters from harm. They will give free legal advice and training to prosecutors so that other lawyers can beat down on these bad boys who are being mean to animals. They also support animal uh, legislation. And we'll provide resources and opportunities to law students, trying to make sure that more of our law students and professionals take on this wonderful mission of yeah. animal law. And Definitely. by the way, they yeah. have got swag. They do have swag. They have great T-shirts. Uh, really pretty, actually. They have the great artwork on them, great selections, great colors. Uh, we got the links at the bottom of our show notes. Go there. We've also got links to our own swag. Uh, John's wearing some of our swag today. So yep. feel free to go over there and browse around. If you buy something from us, all the proceeds go to the Animal Legal Defense Fund, our sponsor. Hey. Boy, I'll tell okay. you. Okay. It's our woo time. It is amazing. We have got this. It's the season of the werewolf, and we have got a werewolf story, which I am very pleased to announce. And that's a, a song called The Werewolves of London. And uh, wow. it's, it's, and you, this song, what's interesting is you said, we mentioned, let's do The Werewolves of London. I said, I don't think I've ever heard this song. Fact is, you maybe don't know it by name, but you definitely have heard this before. And it's a song written and performed by a rock singer slash musician, Warren Zevon. And it's got an interesting background because uh, one of the, our good old rock and roll uh, legends, uh, Phil Everly, had a lot to have this to bring this to happen. Maybe you can give us a little yeah. background as to how this all yeah. came about. Well, this was in uh, 1976. Uh, Warren Zevon, a musician, a piano player and a guitar player. Uh, he was in Phil Everly's backup band, you know, the band that backed Phil Everly up on tour. And I think he also did session work with him. Uh, right. In any case, uh, Phil came in came in to, uh, you know, hang out with the boys. And he said, man, I saw the best movie last night. It's an old B movie, uh, Werewolf of London. Henry Hull takes place in uh, in London. It's it's so funny. It's hilarious. And it's you know supposed to be scary and everything, but it's really cool. You know what, Warren? You should write a song about this, right? <laughs> It'd be a great a title. song. Yeah, great song. And he had ideas what it would be about and all this stuff, and he shared it with Warren Zevon. And then over time, it it became a song, and <laughs> it wasn't easy, John. This this song actually, by the time they got around to recording it for Warren Zevon's first album, which he never made it into, by the way. Uh, he was recording his first album called Warren Zevon and uh, 59 takes in the studio. 59. Seven, they yeah. started in the evening and they ended in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's what's uh, amazing is that they when they originally came up with the, the, the time in which they actually first started with the song and later finally decided to put it in a studio album. 
that's like three, two to three years before they did it. And the little ditty that they came up with only took them about 15 minutes. But you're right. When it comes to going to the studio, it took them forever. And yeah. finally, Warren Zevon, uh, I think, just gave, just said, I give up. We're just going to go with an earlier take and run with it. And when I yeah. think about the song and you hear it, it's got such a kind of, uh, the beat just keeps going. And it's the same riff going over and over again with a little wah in there. And you, 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 I'm sure what he was trying to do was bring something more body or something to the song because he feels that this song is, you know, it's too simple. And it needs to be made, yeah. beef it up a little bit. And yeah. it just, it, it's fine the way it is. Don't mess with That's the thing. Works. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and it works that way so often, you know. Uh, also, if you want to learn about rock and roll in the 70s and the 80s, just learn about this song. Because virtually yeah. everybody was involved somehow. Right. You know, Jackson Brown was involved. Like we said, Phil Everly was involved. Mick Fleetwood. Right. Fleetwood Max bass player played. Those two guys played on the final cut that was that was put on the album. It ended oh. up in Excitable Boy. That's the second Warren Zevon album, which is a great album. Right. His he, uh, uh, his music's fantastic and he's he's one of these guys who only had one top 40 hit and this was it. But he's so respected in uh in in circles. He's he's really well known as a great uh composer, as a, an eclectic personality, a funny guy, a wild man. Uh, during the 80s when he was performing this song, I watched several videos and I think he would purposely uh you know, not shave for a couple of days, and his hair looked like it had been in a blender, right? <laughs> he looked like he was just coming off of a, a, a full moon. I mean, the guy looked incredibly good, and when he sang, wow, ooh, <laughs> you felt it. You felt it, brother. You felt it. Oh, it was I, also th I also think that uh, this is a good song to sing in concert because you can mess with the lyrics, and you can sing it, you know, a couple of different verses, and and he would do that. He would he would change up the lyrics. And the fact is that that law, the, the time between where they first came up with it and they had such a strong network of, of performers that they knew, Zivon and his group, that other people were playing and using the song in concert before they mm -hmm. ever recorded it. So we mm -hmm. had a following that that almost forces him to say, you know what, we've got to do something about this. Everybody's talking about it or using it. Yeah. I also think that when I, I think of this song and say, because they can use so many different lyrics, I can just imagine a, a group like the Grateful Dead playing this song for half an hour. Hours. Easy. Yeah. Hours of yeah. This song. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and no one would get tired of it. Everybody finds right. a different verse, a different way to make werewolf sounds and all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hey, every, hey, year around, every year around yeah. Halloween, of course, you're going to hear it. Yeah, that's a, it's an iconic song because it's used in movies, it's used in commercials, it's coming around once a year because of Halloween. But another thing, I talk a little bit about uh, his relationship with David Letterman and, and, and how that all worked oh, out. Wow, uh, this is touching. Uh, he's he's an inspiration for me because uh, he uh, old Warren went went out with his boots on. Uh, he got cancer, and uh, after a period of time, it was. There was no cure, and he, his days were numbered. And Dave Letterman loved Warren Zevon's work. Uh, and so he would have him on the show frequently, but he had him on one last time, and he gave him the whole show. 
he he interviewed him uh, and talked to him. And then Warren would do a song. He had talked to him some more, do a song, talk to him some more. They talked about his cancer and how his days were numbered and, you know, his philosophy about it and how he felt about it and all that kind mm. of stuff. And at the end of the show, which Warren and Simon did a great job under very harsh conditions physically, it wasn't yeah. apparent. He was a professional to the end. He gave Dave his guitar and never played again. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Incredible story. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And Dave Letterman. I think I would credit Dave Letterman as uh, making Warren much more visible. And I think Warren Zevon is going to end up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this next year, as we talked about. Yeah. And I think part of the credit goes to Dave for promoting his work and getting it the recognition it deserved. Such a deal. So, so, so good. So good. That's it. Well, hey, I think we got a word. Yeah. Oh, man. Our word is it's a, it, our word is Wrangler. W-R- yes, sir. A-N-G-L-E-R, Wrangler. Wrangler is a cowboy in charge of animals, especially horses, but it could be others. And also, it's a person who argue, argues. Actually, the word wrangle, to wrangle means to, to, to dispute something. So it's got mm. two different meanings. But the first one with the cowboy is the one that came to our uh, attention as we did our two takes. And I'll give you an example. Mules are used for mail delivery, along with one Wrangler on horseback traveling down 10 miles down the, the Grand Canyon. So this Wrangler is responsible for controlling, tethering these, these mules as they go up and down the Grand Canyon. And why would they do that? Well, that's what our mm. two takes is going to be about. Oh, great foreshadowing, John. Good job. Hey, hey. Yeah. So... Lay it on. Lay it on us. Tell, tell me. Okay. See, I thought. I thought. I thought this uh, Pony Express. I thought that was a done deal. I thought it lasted for two years, but evidently I was wrong. Well, the the, the fact is that a lot of people know about the, the the things about the Pony Express. Number one, it was short lived. It only lasted, like you said, for a couple of years, year and a half, etc. And um, and the the other thing is that quite often it, it went bankrupt, even though it was subsidized. And one of the things that happened, two different forms of communication came about that really put it, you know, made it outdated. One was the use of the telegraph. So if you wanted to get messages very quickly, you could use a telegraph with the Morse code. The other one is the transcontinental railroad. So we're talking the time frame of Pony Express is 1860, 1861. We've got the transcontinental railroad finally connecting in Utah in 1869. So before you know it, it's all gone. But little do we know, and we don't know exactly when this started, but mules still to this day are used to, as a form of delivery, and make regular use of animals to deliver the mail. And it's it's such a, a great story. How does this take place? Well, you need to have a rather precarious route in order to have to use mules. And sure enough, what that route is, is going all the way down into the bottom of the Grand Canyon, where there is a group of Indians called the Supai Indians. They, there's a part of Grand Canyon that is not Park National Park Service property. It is the property of these Indians. And these Indians uh, need to be, you know, they need to have supplies, et cetera. So sure enough, the U.S. Post Office, if you're going to mail some food, some medicines, 
some supplies of sort, appliances, anything to these Indians, they've got to pack it on the back of mules and go down nine miles with a, you know, a Wrangler. And by the way, this Wrangler that's been doing it has been doing it for 25 years and probably is going to pass it on to his son to continue. But that's wow. the way it happens. So depending upon the, the, the volume of mail that they have, they might use seven, eight mules, but they can use as many as 15 to 20. They do this five to six days a week. Well, I wish I had that kind of delivery here in my condo in Chicago. Five to six get a mule. Like three to, yeah. Get a get yeah, get mule. Get some mules. Oh, not, not, a drug, not a drug mule, John, a real mule. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, it takes about three down, hours to get down. And it, but what they do is once they deliver it, you know, they might pick up some mail, but they, they don't, you know, they don't pick up any stuff mostly. So the, the mules don't have to, the, the heavy load is going down, coming back up. It's usually just, you know, a regular mail, postage you know, mail. And so they let the mules, uh, they untether them and let them kind of make their merry way at, at their own speed right back up. Wow. I mean, we're talking 200 pounds that these fitters might be, by, be doing. So, uh, wow. It's pretty. It's a, a pretty amazing, amazing way. Now you know the only other ways you could do this. You could maybe, uh, you know, you could, you know, get on the Colorado River, which streams through it, or by helicopter. But that is about it. So um, that that's that's the good word. Uh, I'm just wondering. Well, yeah, one thing. that is the good word. But you know, let, let's back up. Let back the bus up a little yeah, bit yeah. here. You know, oh, what we got. What we got going on here is mules, and people go. Well, mule. Hmm. Not many. Uh, these days, not many people know. You know, back in the days when we had an agricultural society, people knew what a mule was. But a mule is a cross between a donkey and a horse. Oh. So, it, yeah, it's got the strength of a horse, but it's got the sheer footedness of a donkey, and its temperament is a little more even. Now, this is a right. hybrid animal, and it cannot reproduce, uh, but it is certainly a good animal for hauling stuff and mm. especially on these switchbacks because you know i think most people know the grand canyon is not nine miles deep <laughs> but the right, road yeah, going, yeah the road yeah meanders it, its way down it's it's a switchback yeah lots of switchbacks so uh that's that that's the deal and these are wonderful animals i mean you know our neighbor when we lived on a farm had a mule and uh, you, and you know these mules. People get attached to their mules. They make little straw hats for them and make holes for their ears, and they wear them. It in Missouri, mules are, are pr a pretty big deal. So wow, this pretty this good. story this story rings true in my Missouri heart. That's yeah. true. That's yeah, a big big deal. Mules are in in Missouri. I think it's important for us just on a general basis to realize that. You know, the post office has got this responsibility to deliver. You know, we quite often think of maybe uh, harsh weather conditions, et cetera. But these national parks, whether it be rangers in them or Indians, all of them have, uh, you know, residents within them. And so there's a need for the, the post office to to go that extra mile, no pun intended. Uh, and mm -hmm. sure enough, that's what they do everywhere, everywhere. Hey John, where, where, I forget where where do we get this story anyway? Oh yeah, it's you know, obscure. Thank you so so much. This this two takes was suggested to us by our an inactive listener, a frequent contributor, 
and a supplier of our groaners, the coach, Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. He mentioned to me that he had been, uh, that, yeah, he gets three claps at least. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and what happened is he's talking to me before he says, you know, I, I ran into this, this uh, good old cowboy in Scottsdale, Arizona. And he started, you know, giving me this whole story about uh, animals being used still to this day to deliver the mail. And, you know, and sure enough, I said, well, it sounds like a winner. And I did a little research. And before you know it, I have got a story. And we do need to give a shout out to Vincent. Thanks for reminding me of that. Let's ask our groaners. I got two groaners. And our groaners, as I mentioned, provided by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr. Okay, here's our first one. What do you call it when either the letter A, the letter E, the letter I, O, or U uses the bathroom? What do you call that when those letters, specific letters? My friend, you, that is a vowel movement. You got that right. It's a winner. I know. Oh. I know. I know. I know. It's a gift. Okay. What can I say? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love the way you don't get too excited because it's business as usual for you, of course. Okay, number two. Why do tall London policemen get paid more than short ones? Why do tall London policemen get paid more than the short ones? They are paid by the yard is what the answer is. Oh. Well, those okay. are two. All right. One out of two, 500. That's a good average in any league. 